You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you to talk all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And there's a lot to discuss a lot to cover, a lot of great things to cover. It's been a great run for the Florida Panthers all season, but this week especially, the Panthers have won some big games. They've won six straight, seven straight on home ice after their victory over Buffalo last night. 4-3 was the final score. Come from behind fashion. That's been a theme for the Panthers lately. Going back to Tuesday night when they had that huge come from behind win over Toronto. They were down 5-1 in the second period. Came roaring back, won at 7-6 in over time. So the Panthers, they've been finding different ways to win games, and well, that's what you need to do. you got to be able to win games a lot of different ways heading toward the playoffs, and the Panthers have themselves in the running for the top record in the National Hockey League as we approach the NHL's postseason. So again, lots to get to over the course of the next hour. We'll be joined coming up later on in the show. We'll revisit the Territory Talk podcast from this week. Jameson Olive and I had a chance to catch up with David Wilson from the Miami Herald, so We'll get to that coming up later on in the program. George Richards from Florida Hockey Now. He's been covering the Panthers for a long time, and he joins us coming up in segment number two. So lots to get to here. We'll hear from Panthers forward Etu Loostarinen. Billy Lindsay and I had a chance to talk with him immediately following the Panthers' 4-3 win over Buffalo last night. So we'll hear that quick conversation coming up in a few moments, and we'll have some highlights from last night's game as well. So a ton to get to. The Panthers, of course, coming off six consecutive wins, and now they head in tonight to take on the Nashville Predators on the road. Panthers and the Predators, 6 o'clock Eastern tonight from Nashville. 5.30 is Panthers preview across the Panthers radio network, so you won't want to miss any of that coming up this evening. The Panthers will be in Nashville. Then they're back home coming up on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Panthers will be home against the Anaheim Ducks. And then Friday at 7, the Panthers home at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, 7 p.m. against the Winnipeg Jets. That's FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. And speaking of tickets, folks, there are still some tickets left, some Panthers playoff tickets left. Go to FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com. They're going quickly. You want to get those as soon as possible. And Panthers fans, time to rep the shield. Join the territory. Become a member now. Territory memberships for next season. They're on sale. Special benefits include pre-sale access to the 2023 NHL All-Star Weekend, priority access to playoff tickets, and much more. Go to FloridaPanthers.com com slash members or call 954-835-PUCK to become a territory member today. Well, last night the Panthers were hosting the Buffalo Sabres on home ice looking for a season series sweep of Buffalo, looking for their 50th victory of the season, which continues to add to a franchise record. 
And of course, the Panthers were looking for a sixth straight win and seventh straight home victory. And well, last night, despite falling behind 3-1 after the first period, the Panthers came back and they won it 4-3 a night ago. Here are the highlights as they aired on the Florida Panthers radio network. And now the Panthers bring it out. 131 to go in their power play. On to Duclair, right side, Sam Reinhardt snaps it to the high slot. Huberto walks in, gives to Chanel a shot, he scores! A power play goal, and the Panthers have tied this game at one. Here's Lewis Doreen, centers one out in front, and at the side of the goal, a penalty. Now it bounces in front, they score! Patrick Hornquist threw it to the front of the net, and that one bounces past Jakarski, and the Panthers are back to within one. Out to the point, Giroux. Now to Parkoff. Lots of pressure here. Parkoff. Long shot. Tip. They score. And the Panthers have tied the game at three. Sam Reinhardt right out in front of the net. Looks like he got a stick on this one. A power play goal in the Panthers. Time of the game. Here's Bennett in on the near side. Plays it down behind the Buffalo net. Panthers would love to get this thing done in regulation. Barkov holds the zone, finds Huberto in the slot, drops it back. Montour Barkov left circle, backdoor feed, they score! They score, and it's Sam Bennett on the doorstep, and the Panthers take a 4-3 lead with 37.3 seconds to go in regulation time. Sam Bennett in the final minute last night secured that 4-3 win in regulation for the Panthers who are in Nashville tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll have it across the radio network for you. Immediately following the game last night, Billy Lindsay and I were joined right here on the Panthers radio network by one of the Panthers forwards. We've got our guest with us at Tuluostarina here with us, joining us after a 4-3 comeback win for the Panthers in Etu. Uh, well, first, right. you, you guys, uh, congratulations on the win. You guys do it again in comeback fashion. How's it feel to get this one tonight? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, obviously, it feels pretty good. Uh, win a game in the home and uh, like that way also, like. We go at the end and uh, we take this two points. That two, what's going on with these starts? Uh, I don't know. We gotta tighten things up. Uh, at first, like we've been uh, actually pretty bad in the first period, so we gotta work on that and yeah, improve on that. Well, Etu, looking back at the last game, it felt like everything changed when Radko Gudis got that shorthanded goal. Tonight, Patrick Hornquist gets that goal where he put it off the goalie's back and into the net. Did you feel like that was where the game really turned for you guys? Yeah, obviously, we got all, all, every guy gets uh, energy out of the goals and uh, from the home crowd. So, yeah, it's a big thing. To, uh, I think those goals kept us going. At two, I was pretty impressed with that shot between the legs down the wing. You didn't score on it, but uh, is that something you practice a lot, or is that something that you, you, you have in the bag? Have you done it in the past? Because that was a pretty neat move. You didn't score, but it was a valiant attempt as you put it between your legs and got that shot on net. Oh yeah, that's just that's a just a little bit of thing like that just comes when you when you play it out there and just that things happen. Not not truly really that I've been working on that on anything. And uh, Etu, last one for me here. Uh, another great atmosphere here tonight at FLA Live Arena. You guys pick up your 50th win, your 30th win on home ice. What can you say about the energy that uh, the fans have given you guys here at home? Yeah, energy is huge in here, and the uh, crowd has been amazing. And uh, I just love these fans, and uh, yeah, they, they bring so much energy into the game. 
And uh, Etulo Estorino, I want to say congratulations to you. Uh, thanks again for stopping by. And, uh, hey, six straight wins. That sounds pretty good to me. Hope you guys are having fun out there, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Thanks to Etulo Estorino of the Panthers, who had an assist last night for stopping by the broadcast at the end of that one, a 4-3 Panthers victory. So now the Panthers shift their focus to tonight's game. They'll be in Nashville, 6 o'clock Eastern. You won't want to miss that. We'll have it across the radio network for you tonight, beginning at 6 p.m. Panthers preview is at 5.30 this evening. Panthers back home 7 o'clock on Tuesday against Anaheim, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Coming up later on, we'll revisit a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. David Wilson from the Miami Herald, kind enough to stop by the show earlier this week. But coming up next, George Richards from Florida Hockey Now. We'll get his thoughts on last night's win, on the Panthers lately, on tonight's matchup. We'll talk some big picture, talk some playoff race, lots to get to with George Richards on the other side of the break. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey this hour. We've got a special guest coming your way in just a moment. Lots to get to as we break down last night's game. The Panthers, another come-from-behind win, this time over the Buffalo Sabres. 4-3 was the final score last night, and they'll be turning the page quickly. The Panthers back on the ice this evening in Nashville, a road game. 6 Eastern, we will drop the puck tonight across the radio network. 5.30, Panthers preview will get you all set up for all of tonight's action. So again, uh, lots to get to. The Panthers on the road against Nashville before they come back home. couple of uh, ro- of uh, home games coming up this week. Tuesday, they'll host the Anaheim Ducks, 7 o'clock, FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. And then uh, Friday night, the Panthers will have the Winnipeg Jets coming into FLA Live Arena. So, uh, again, lots of home action for the Panthers lately and coming up. But joining us here on the Panthers Insider Show, where he's a longtime friend of the program from Florida Hockey Now, covers the Panthers. He's been covering the Panthers for a long time. My friend and yours, George Richards, here on the show. And, well, George, thanks for taking some time out for us here today on the Panthers Insider Show. And I guess immediate reaction last night, the Panthers, they do it again. They were down a couple after the first period, came back, tied it in the second, and then in the final minute, get the game-winning goal. The comeback cats back at their old tricks yet again last night. Yeah, no doubt about that, Doug. Thanks for having me, obviously. Um, listen, we spoke to uh, Andrew Burnett after the game last night, and he said that he just thought his team was fighting it there in the first period. They found themselves down 3-1. to one. Uh, You know, they didn't like the, the third goal that Sergei Bobrovsky gave up, but the Panthers did not play a bad first period. They just were not completely in sync. Boy, we saw that in the second period when they turned it on. Completely dominated that period, get two goals. A nice even third period, although Florida was the dominant team, and they get that late goal in the final minute. But a nice win for Florida. The Buffalo Sabres, a young team, but a very feisty team, a very hardworking team that, that, again, you know, they're playing for jobs. They're playing for next year. This is a developmental team. There are a lot of guys out there. They're trying to, to, to win some spots on this team, and it showed. Panthers with that 4-3 win over Buffalo last night. And, George, something I thought that was interesting, you look back at the comeback win over Toronto earlier in the week, and you felt like it was the Radko Gouda shorthanded goal that turned that game upside down uh, compared to the way that it started back on uh, Tuesday night. 
Last night, Patrick Hornquist gets kind of a, a wacky one, even though, and this just is a credit to his hockey IQ, Patrick Hornquist was attempting to do that, to put it off the back of Dustin Tokarski, but kind of a wacky goal last night, and that turned that game totally around in the Panthers' favor. So back-to-back games, back-to-back comebacks, where uh, I, know, I know the Panthers really just tilted the ice in their favor and, and eventually took control, but that was back-to-back games where you felt like there was one singular event yeah. where everything just turned in the Panthers' favor. Did it kind of feel the same way when Patrick Hornquist scored that goal last night? Yeah, absolutely. That was no mistake. I mean, Patrick, you could see from the press box last night, his eyes open up wide like, he's down on the ice, I got the puck on my stick, I think I can just bank it in right off his back. And and that's what he did. That, that Just a really nice play by a veteran guy, um, a, a, a guy that, that just gets things done. And, yes, that was the turning point because you saw the Panthers – I think they were out shooting them 12 to 1 at that point in the third, in the second, and just hadn't been able to get anything past uh, Dustin Tukarski. So, you know, for for him to get that going again, the goodest goal against Toronto, where he flies it in from 50 feet out, and it somehow finds its way through. That puck never should have gone through. And this one, neither, you know, after all the all the great saves that he made, he, he lets one in off his back. That's the way the game goes, and that's the way things went. Panthers with the 4-3 win last night over Buffalo. They'll be turning the page to the Nashville Predators tonight, but uh, still some other things to discuss. And uh, George, looking back at last night's game, this was something Billy and I talked about on the broadcast, but through Tuesday's game against Toronto, uh, we've mentioned Mason Marchman on the show this season and kind of the breakout year that he's had. Uh, through Tuesday night, Mason Marchment, that was the 82nd game of his National Hockey League career, so the equivalent of a full season played. Sure. 17 goals, 34 assists, 51 points in the first 82 games of his career. Now, that's including his first few games against Toronto when he debuted where he was kind of finding his way, the beginning of his time with the Panthers where he was kind of an in-the-lineup, out-of-the-lineup, trying-to-establish-himself kind of guy. Over the last few months, though, we've seen him turn into this Swiss Army Knife score that you can put with anybody and is going to have success. I'm looking at that thinking, okay, he had 51 points in his first 82 games in the league. That's the equivalent to one full season played. There's no reason to think that he can't surpass that and surpass that uh, by a wide margin over his next 82 games just based on the progression that we've seen out of the guy. Yeah, and and I think you look at the numbers that he's putting up and the position that he's been put in and excelling at, right? I mean, he's done everything the Panthers have asked him to do. Uh, he, He got his first big break last year when Joel Quinville started playing him you saw him up on the top line as the C in those big games. Um, He's up there with Barkov and he was making plays and he's done that all season long. Um, He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot of money. There are a lot of teams salivating at at putting some of those numbers that Mason Marchment's putting up on their roster and they've got the money that the Panthers don't. I mean, that's just the long and short of it. And the Panthers are thrilled for him, but they know, they know he's not coming back because he's he's got to go get that contract so not to be mr you know debbie downer or anything but enjoy it while it lasts because he's been a great story he's been a great find by the panthers just a fantastic season and and congratulate the man he might help you win some playoff games because he's that good and you never know what direction things are going to go obviously uh, obviously a lot can happen and and things can always be juggled around but it's a compliment to his play in that literally 
every team in the league has probably has written number 17 on a sheet, put it into some database saying, you know what, that's that guy's a player. Uh, whether it's whether it's a scouting report saying we got to make note of that guy when we play them or that's a guy that, uh, you know, that, you know, every put it this way. He is a unique guy with a unique skill set. And there aren't guys like him on every team, and every team would love to have a Mason Marchment. Panthers happy that he's on their side. So he's had a breakout year like a lot of the Panthers have. But, uh, George, in, in mentioning the success the Panthers have had lately, last note before we kind of turn the page into what lies ahead for this Panthers team, uh, you look at the game last night, uh, you know, Barkov with another big game, and, and Jonathan Huberto, Claude Giroux, uh, you know, getting on the score sheet, Reinhardt, another a couple of points for him so a lot of the big guns coming up big and you look back to the 7-6 overtime win over Toronto five-point night for Huberto and Barkov a big game there going into the playoffs especially and regardless of how a game goes you know the Panthers are deep they have so many guys that can burn you on any given night but how valuable is it because as we all know, in all sports, if you are going to go deep, if you're going to have a chance to win it all, you need your big guns to be your big guns. You win and you lose with your horses. And the Panthers right now, it's the best players being the best players leading the way every single night. And, and everybody's dangerous on this team, but how valuable is it for, as I said, for the big guns to be the big guns? I think it's extremely important. I think that you're, you're going to see Aaron Eckblad when he returns. You're going to see him having big games for the Panthers in the postseason. Barkov, Huberdo, Reinhardt, Bennett. Those are going to be your 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 horses that you, that you that you ride in, right? I mean, you're going to want to see some Carter Verhage magic, but but you're you're going to need Barkov and Huberdo and those guys. Those are the guys that that are the cornerstone of this franchise. These are the organizational guys that that don't come around very often. Um, Sasha Barkov and, and Huberdo and Ekblad are special players, and this is going to be a special postseason for them. I know, I know they're really looking forward to it. I know Aaron Ekblad's looking forward to returning, but um, yeah, your best players have to be your best players in the playoffs, and the Panthers have three of the best around. Looking ahead now, George, the Panthers officially, you could say they're coming down the home stretch here. They're in the running for the President's Trophy, so you obviously want to finish as high as you can as far as the final seedings are concerned. You want to have as much home ice as you can come playoff time. Uh, What do you see in talking to the players and hearing from Andrew Burnett? I mean, we're always in the media scrums and everything like that, but uh, from what you've picked up, any common themes that you've picked up that you see as really the, the key focus for this team heading down the stretch leading into the playoffs? Is it as simple as just making sure that, as we've talked about on our broadcast, the habits are where they need to be come uh, game 83, if you will? Yeah, I mean, we've, we haven't been in this position, right? We're, we're, we're a Florida Panther team, um, has such a large cushion, or, you know, it, it, it is going in. You don't need the, to go down to the final week. It's not coming down to the final week, the final game. The, you know, it didn't even really come down to the final month. We knew this team was going to the playoffs, but that said, these guys all are experienced enough to know that you do not want to go into the postseason uh, without your skates sharpened, let's say. You don't want to be dull going into the playoffs and just kind of lackadaisically walked in. These guys are still showing some intense hockey, even though these games don't mean anything for the most part. We can say the Atlantic Division's still up for grabs. We can say the Eastern Conference, the President's Trophy's still up for grabs. But for those guys in the room, 
you know, they don't look they, – they just want to be in the playoffs and who are we going to play? All right, we're playing them tomorrow, whatever. That's all those guys care about. So when you've got 12, 14, 15 games to finish out the stretch, it is tough. It is tough. And then you're talking about, well, our starts have been slow, but they're still winning. They're still piling up the points. They almost would have been better off losing one of these games. I'm just saying because whatever the coaches are telling these guys are like, yeah, but you know we won. And and okay, yeah, you're right, you did. Point at the scoreboard. The Panthers know though they've got to be sharp. They know the habits have to be there. They still got plenty of time to get everything going. So it's the Panthers picking up a sixth straight win, seventh straight home win last night and uh, tonight going into Nashville. So, George, your thoughts on this one tonight? Uh, obviously, the start paramount tonight. I, I didn't yeah. hear it live, but uh, picked up the gist of it. Patrick Hornquist's postgame comments last night. He basically said that, uh, you know, a first period going down by a couple of goals in the first period come playoff time, that's just not going to cut it. And tonight, the Panthers are going to be involved in a situation where it's probably we hear this a lot, but tonight, probably the truth, it's going to feel like a playoff game because Nashville is fighting for its life and every point is live and die for them at this point in that race they're in over in the Western Conference. So the Panthers have had a pretty favorable schedule and will have a pretty favorable schedule down the stretch. This is a big test for them coming up tonight uh, in Music City. Oh, absolutely, Doug. And, and if you go to my uh, our, our YouTube channel, Florida Hockey Now YouTube channel, me and you talked about it last night on, on, on our post-game show. You can check that out there. But, yes, you know, Patrick Hornquist said – they know they can't. If they, if they, if this was a playoff game, he said, and they started off being down three one and played the way they were, they would have lost this playoff game. Those guys know. They know what they've got to do. I think going into that charged up Saturday night atmosphere at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville later tonight, they're going to be ready to play because it's hard. It's hard not to be ready to play in that town because it's just such an energetic crowd. It's such it's going to be such a great atmosphere. It's going to be sold out. There's going to be catfish literally flying onto the ice before the game. They'll be ready to go. You're going to see the best of the Florida Panthers. Even though this is a back-to-back and they're flying up there, you know, they flew up there last night, landed this morning, whatever. Um, you're going to see a I think you're going to see a really really good staunch effort from the Panthers tonight in Nashville. Big picture George want to get something uh, from your perspective as well. I believe 9 games in now with Clojureau, Ben Sherat, Robert Haig. They've all been in the lineup every game since the three of them were acquired. So nine games with them. How have you liked the way they've all fit in? I think off the top of my head, uh, four multi-point games for Clojureau. We've seen them all get on. They all got on the score sheet their first game with the team. But uh, I think all three have come in here and done what they were required to do, whether it was bolster the defense in the case of Sherratt and Haig or uh, just or provide an offensive spark and some face-off prowess in the case of Clojureau? I think when you get high-profile uh, trades like those, you, you think that these guys are just going to light it up and they're going to be the, 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 you know, the, 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 the world is going to sur- you know, surround them. And I think that with the Florida Panthers are just too good for that. They fit in perfectly. They are great options on both ends of the ice. You see Clojureau last night getting his second goal in as many games. He's starting to find some chemistry. Listen, he's been a captain. He's been with the same guys all these years in Philadelphia. It takes a little time to get used to it. I think that trip to Canada helped where they got the mingle and all that. A trip to Nashville helps with that as well. They're getting closer as we go. I think Ben Sherrod has been fine. I think Robert Hag has been a surprise. He hasn't missed a game. I think he's been excellent defensively. Um, so... 
I, I think it's worked out very well for the Panthers now. If, if you know, we'll, time will tell, but right now everything looks great. Panthers and the Nashville Predators coming up tonight at 6 Eastern. And then on Tuesday, the Panthers welcome in the Ducks, 7 o'clock Eastern at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers and the Jets coming up Friday at uh, 7 Eastern. Last one here for you, George, this Eastern Conference playoff race. We talked uh, not too long ago here on the Panthers Insider Show. I mean, we've known who the eight teams are going to be as far as the Eastern Conference playoff picture is concerned. We've known who they're going to be for a while now, it feels like. That gap between uh, the top eight and everybody else started to really widen, uh, I'd say, probably six weeks ago. So you look at the way things are shaking out right now, it's still the same situation, I think, even though maybe some people say in Washington's kind of the, the, the team that appears to be the you know, odds on second wild card, but even the case of the Capitals, wouldn't surprise you if they made a run come playoff time. Have you ever seen a situation where all eight are, you know, you could make a case that all eight of these teams could get hot enough to do what it takes to, to get to the uh, final and represent the Eastern Conference? No, oh, it's going to be the playoffs when this thing starts, when we finally find out who's going to play who, I think it's just going to be phenomenal hockey because it's going to be it's going to be a bludgeoning in the Eastern Conference. I mean, every series is going to be tough. The Washington Capitals are the weak link right now in in the in, in the Eastern Conference. They beat Tampa Bay the other night. Look great. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the team you're saying is the weak link. And, and, and who knows? Maybe right this second it's Tampa. I mean, the way they're playing, can you believe it? We're, we would say that Tampa Bay is the weak link out of the eight. I, I mean, that's how nuts the East is going to be. Nobody wants to play Tampa Bay. Nobody wants to play Washington. Washington won it just, what, three, four years mm-hmm. ago? We know that Washington can turn it on. We uh, Washington beat Bobrovsky in Columbus back in you know four years ago in that first round after being down 2 nothing in that series. So, yeah, you know, it, the East is going to be an absolute zoo. Yeah, Washington, the... People say they may be the weak link, and maybe it's because the goaltending can be unreliable at times. But all you got to do, if if all it takes is for a goalie to get hot, and then all of a sudden you maybe have the most dangerous team out there, uh, they aren't that far behind. Tampa Bay, George, from your perspective, do you think it is just a matter of those guys? Just they've done it two times before. They were a they were third place in the division last year, so it's not as if they need to finish first to get there. They've seen it before. Is it a matter of it just being a, a veteran team? They know what's at stake, and they're just they're just waiting for the playoffs. What do you, what's your take on that? That very well could be because that's exactly what happened last year when the when the Tampa Bay put players on long term. They knew they were in with the four teams in that. It was it's called, dangerous game to play. It is. But we were in the Central Division last year, those teams, right? And the four were guaranteed pretty much. Florida and, and, and Tampa and whoever else got Carolina. And Nashville got in. And Nashville got in. Those four were in. Tampa Bay knew it um, and didn't really play all that well in the final month of the season. They're not playing very well right now. I do think this is different, though. Even though Tampa Bay knows they're in the playoffs, there's no way anybody's going to catch them. Um, they might be a little tired. They've played a lot of hockey, and we've always talked about this in basketball with with LeBron James. Nobody's played more basketball over the past 15, 20 years than LeBron James. Every year he's playing into June, and then he starts up again in 
September with training camp. That's what Tampa Bay has had to do two years in a row now. They went all the way. They had the bubble thing in Toronto with, and with unconventional there. calendars. Correct. And, and and then last year they had the you know the the run deep. So um, they might not just have the legs, but I think when the uh, when the whistle blows on on the game one of the playoffs, I think we'll see the Tampa Bay Lightning back where they usually are. Yeah, if they're fatigued, they still have that savvy and that know how. The goaltending and exactly the goaltending of Vasilevsky, which is always dangerous. George Richards, Florida Hockey now you can catch him there you can find him on twitter at george richards floridahockeynow.com lots of great coverage lots of great material there all the time so go and check out florida hockey now george thanks for stopping by the show well thank you doug very nice being with you great to have you on board enjoy the game tonight george richards florida hockey now here with us coming up next here on the panthers insider show we will revisit a cut from the most recent territory talk podcast which you can find at floridapanthers.com slash territory talk or wherever you listen to your podcast david wilson from the miami herald was kind enough to stop by earlier this week back on wednesday to talk all things panthers some big picture stuff coming up on the other side of the break when we talk to david wilson big thanks once again as always to george richards for stopping by this segment doug plagan here with you. It's the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey this hour. We've got a special guest coming your way in just a moment. Lots to get to as we break down last night's game. The Panthers, another come-from-behind win, this time over the Buffalo Sabres. 4-3 was the final score last night, and they'll be turning the page quickly. The Panthers back on the ice this evening in Nashville, a road game. 6 Eastern, we will drop the puck tonight across the radio network. 5.30, Panthers pre Preview will get you all set up for all of tonight's action. So, again, uh, lots to get to. The Panthers on the road against Nashville before they come back home. A couple of, uh, ro- of uh, home games coming up this week. Tuesday, they'll host the Anaheim Ducks, 7 o'clock, FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. And then uh, Friday night, the Panthers will have the Winnipeg Jets coming into FLA Live Arena. So, uh, again, lots of home action for the Panthers lately and coming up but joining us here on the Panthers Insider Show where he's a longtime friend of the program from Florida Hockey Now covers the Panthers he's been covering the Panthers for a long time my friend and yours George Richards here on the show and well George thanks for taking some time out for us here today on the Panthers Insider Show and I guess immediate reaction last night the Panthers they do it again they were down a couple after the first period, came back, tied it in the second, and then in the final minute, get the game-winning goal. The comeback cats back at their old tricks yet again last night. Yeah, no doubt about that, Doug. Thanks for having me, obviously. Um, listen, we spoke to uh, Andrew Burnett after the game last night, and he said that he just thought his team was fighting it there in the first period. They found themselves down 3-1. to one. Uh, You know, they didn't like the, the third goal that Sergei Bobrovsky gave up, but the Panthers did not play a bad first period. They just were not completely in sync. Boy, we saw that in the second period when they turned it on. Completely dominated that period, get two goals. A nice even third period, although Florida was the dominant team, and they get that late goal in the final minute. But a nice win for Florida. The Buffalo Sabres, a young team, but a very feisty team, a very hardworking team that, that, again, you know, they're playing for jobs. They're playing for next year. This is a developmental team. There are a lot of guys out there. They're trying to, to, to win some spots on this team, and it showed. Panthers with that 4-3 win over Buffalo last night. And, George, something I thought that was interesting, you look back at 
the comeback win over Toronto earlier in the week, and you felt like it was the Radko Gouda shorthanded goal that turned that game upside down uh, yeah. compared to the way that it started back on uh, Tuesday night. Last night, Patrick Hornquist gets kind of a, a wacky one, even though, and this just is a credit to his hockey IQ, Patrick Hornquist was attempting to do that, to put it off the back of Dustin Tokarski, but kind of a wacky goal last night, and that turned that game totally around in the Panthers' favor. So back-to-back games, back-to-back comebacks, where uh, I, know, I know the Panthers really just tilted the ice in their favor and, and eventually took control, but that was back-to-back games where you felt like there was one singular event yeah. where everything just turned in the Panthers' favor. Did it kind of feel the same way when Patrick Hornquist scored that goal last night? Yeah, absolutely. That was no mistake. I mean, Patrick, you could see from the press box last night, his eyes open up wide like, he's down on the ice, I got the puck on my stick, I think I can just bank it in right off his back. And and that's what he did. That, that Just a really nice play by a veteran guy, um, a, a, a guy that, that just gets things done. And, yes, that was the turning point because you saw the Panthers – I think they were out shooting them 12 to 1 at that point in the third, in the second, and just hadn't been able to get anything past uh, Dustin Tukarski. So, you know, for for him to get that going again, the goodest goal against Toronto, where he flies it in from 50 feet out, and it somehow finds its way through. That puck never should have gone through. And this one, neither, you know, after all the all the great saves that he made, he, he lets one in off his back. That's the way the game goes, and that's the way things went. Panthers with the 4-3 win last night over Buffalo. They'll be turning the page to the Nashville Predators tonight, but uh, still some other things to discuss. And uh, George, looking back at last night's game, this was something Billy and I talked about on the broadcast, but through Tuesday's game against Toronto, uh, we've mentioned Mason Marchman on the show this season and kind of the breakout year that he's had. Uh, through Tuesday night, Mason Marchment, that was the 82nd game of his National Hockey League career, so the equivalent of a full season played. Sure. 17 goals, 34 assists, 51 points in the first 82 games of his career. Now, that's including his first few games against Toronto when he debuted where he was kind of finding his way, the beginning of his time with the Panthers where he was kind of an in-the-lineup, out-of-the-lineup, trying-to-establish-himself kind of guy. Over the last few months, though, we've seen him turn into this Swiss Army Knife score that you can put with anybody and is going to have success. I'm looking at that thinking, okay, he had 51 points in his first 82 games in the league. That's the equivalent to one full season played. There's no reason to think that he can't surpass that and surpass that uh, by a wide margin over his next 82 games just based on the progression that we've seen out of the guy. Yeah, and and I think you look at the numbers that he's putting up and the position that he's been put in and excelling at, right? I mean, he's done everything the Panthers have asked him to do. Uh, he, He got his first big break last year when Joel Quinville started playing him you saw him up on the top line as the C in those big games. Um, He's up there with Barkov and he was making plays and he's done that all season long. Um, He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot of money. There are a lot of teams salivating at at putting some of those numbers that Mason Marchment's putting up on their roster and they've got the money that the Panthers don't. I mean, that's just the long and short of it. And the Panthers are thrilled for him, but they know, they know he's not coming back because he's he's got to go get that contract so not to be mr you know debbie downer or anything but enjoy it while it lasts because he's been a great story he's been a great find by the panthers just a fantastic season 
and and congratulate the man. He might help you win some playoff games because he's that good. And you never know what direction things are going to go. Obviously, a, obviously, a lot can happen, and and things can always be juggled around. But it's a compliment to his play yes. in that literally. Every team in the league has probably has written number 17 on a sheet, put it into some database saying, you know what, that's that guy's a player. Uh, whether it's whether it's a scouting report saying we got to make note of that guy when we play them or that's a guy that, uh, you know, that, you know, every put it this way. He is a unique guy with a unique skill set. And there aren't guys like him on every team, and every team would love to have a Mason Marchment. Panthers happy that he's on their side. So he's had a breakout year like a lot of the Panthers have. But, uh, George, in, in mentioning the success the Panthers have had lately, last note before we kind of turn the page into what lies ahead for this Panthers team, uh, you look at the game last night, uh, you know, Barkov with another big game, and, and Jonathan Huberto, Claude Giroux, uh, you know, getting on the score sheet, Reinhardt, another a couple of points for him. So a lot of the big guns coming up big, and you look back to the 7-6 overtime win over Toronto, five-point night for Huberto, and Barkov a big game there. Going into the playoffs especially, and regardless of how a game goes, you know the Panthers are deep. They have so many guys that can burn you on any given night. But how valuable is it? Because as we all know, in all sports, if you are going to go deep, if you're going to have a chance to win it all, you need your big guns to be your big guns. You win and you lose with your horses. And the Panthers right now, it's the best players being the best players leading the way every single night. And, and everybody's dangerous on this team, but how valuable is it for, as I said, for the big guns to be the big guns? I think it's extremely important. I think that you're, you're going to see Aaron Eckblad when he returns. You're going to see him having big games for the Panthers in the postseason. Barkov, Huberdeau, Reinhardt, Bennett. Those are going to be your 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 horses that you, that you that you ride in, right? I mean, you're going to want to see some Carter Verhage magic, but but you're you're going to need Barkov and Huberdo and those guys. Those are the guys that that are the cornerstone of this franchise. These are the organizational guys that that don't come around very often. Um, Sasha Barkov and, and Huberdo and Ekblad are special players, and this is going to be a special postseason for them. I know, I know they're really looking forward to it. I know Aaron Ekblad's looking forward to returning, but um, yeah, your best players have to be your best players in the playoffs, and the Panthers have three of the best around. Looking ahead now, George, the Panthers officially, you could say they're coming down the home stretch here. They're in the running for the President's Trophy, so you obviously want to finish as high as you can as far as the final seedings are concerned. You want to have as much home ice as you can come playoff time. Uh, What do you see in talking to the players and hearing from Andrew Burnett? I mean, we're always in the media scrums and everything like that, but uh, from what you've picked up, any common themes that you've picked up that you see as really the, the key focus for this team heading down the stretch leading into the playoffs? Is it as simple as just making sure that, as we've talked about on our broadcast, the habits are where they need to be come uh, game 83, if you will? Yeah, I mean, we've, we haven't been in this position, right? We're, we're, we're a Florida Panther team, um, has such a large cushion, or, you know, it, it, it is going in. You don't need the, to go down to the final week. It's not coming down to the final week, the final game. The, you know, it didn't even really come down to the final month. We knew this team was going to the playoffs, but that said, these guys all are experienced enough to know that you do not want to go into the postseason 
without your skates sharpened, let's say. You don't want to be dull going into the playoffs and just kind of lackadaisically walked in. These guys are still showing some intense hockey, even though these games don't mean anything for the most part. We can say the Atlantic Division still up for grabs. We can say the Eastern Conference, the President's Trophy still up for grabs. But for those guys in the room, you know, they don't look they, – they just want to be in the playoffs and who are we going to play? All right, we're playing them tomorrow, whatever. That's all those guys care about. So when you've got 12, 14, 15 games to finish out the stretch, it is tough. It is tough. And then you're talking about, well, our starts have been slow, but they're still winning. They're still piling up the points. They almost would have been better off losing one of these games. I'm just saying because whatever the coaches are telling these guys are like, yeah, but you know we won. And and okay, yeah, you're right, you did. Point at the scoreboard. The Panthers know though they've got to be sharp. They know the habits have to be there. They still got plenty of time to get everything going. So it's the Panthers picking up a sixth straight win, seventh straight home win last night and uh, tonight going into Nashville. So, George, your thoughts on this one tonight? Uh, obviously, the start paramount tonight. I, I didn't yeah. hear it live, but uh, picked up the gist of it. Patrick Hornquist's postgame comments last night. He basically said that, uh, you know, a first period going down by a couple of goals in the first period come playoff time, that's just not going to cut it. And tonight, the Panthers are going to be involved in a situation where it's probably, we hear this a lot, but tonight, probably the truth, it's going to feel like a playoff game because Nashville is fighting for its life. And every point is live and die for them at this point in that race they're in over in the Western Conference. So the Panthers have had a pretty favorable schedule and will have a pretty favorable schedule down the stretch. This is a big test for them coming up tonight uh, in Music City. Oh, absolutely, Doug. And, and if you go to my uh, our, our YouTube channel, Florida Hockey Now YouTube channel, me and you talked about it last night on, on, on our postgame show. You can check that out there. But, yes, you know, Patrick Hornquist said – they know they can't. If they, if they, if this was a playoff game, he said, and they started off being down three one and played the way they were, they would have lost this playoff game. Those guys know. They know what they've got to do. I think going into that charged up Saturday night atmosphere at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville later tonight, they're going to be ready to play because it's hard. It's hard not to be ready to play in that town because it's just such an energetic crowd. It's such it's going to be such a great atmosphere. It's going to be sold out. There's going to be catfish literally flying onto the ice before the game. They'll be ready to go. You're going to see the best of the Florida Panthers. Even though this is a back-to-back and they're flying up there, you know, they flew up there last night, landed this morning, whatever. Um, you're going to see a I think you're going to see a really really good staunch effort from the Panthers tonight in Nashville. Big picture George want to get something uh, from your perspective as well. I believe 9 games in now with Clojureau, Ben Sherat, Robert Haig. They've all been in the lineup every game since the three of them were acquired. So nine games with them. How have you liked the way they've all fit in? I think off the top of my head, uh, four multi-point games for Clojureau. We've seen them all get on. They all got on the score sheet their first game with the team. But uh, I think all three have come in here and done what they were required to do, whether it was bolster the defense in the case of Sherat and Haig or uh, just or provide an offensive spark and some face-off prowess in the case of Claude Giroux. I think when you get high-profile uh, 
trades like those, you, you think that these guys are just going to light it up and they're going to be the, 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 you know, the, 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 the world is going to, sur- you know, surround them. And I think that with the Florida Panthers are just too good for that. They fit in perfectly. They are great options on both ends of the ice. You see Claude Drew last night getting his second goal in as many games. He's starting to find some chemistry. Listen, he's been a captain. He's been with the same guys all these years in Philadelphia. It takes a little time to get used to it. I think that trip to Canada Canada helped where they got to mingle and all that. A trip to Nashville helps with that as well. They're getting closer as we go. I think Ben Sherrod has been fine. I think Robert Haig has been a surprise. He hasn't missed a game. I think he's been excellent defensively. Um, so I, I think it's worked out very well for the Panthers now. If, if you know, we'll, Time will tell, but right now everything looks great. Panthers and the Nashville Predators coming up tonight at 6 Eastern. And then on Tuesday, the Panthers welcome in the Ducks, 7 o'clock Eastern at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers and the Jets coming up Friday at uh, 7 Eastern. Last one here for you, George, this Eastern Conference playoff race. We talked uh, not too long ago here on the Panthers Insider Show. I mean, we've known who the eight teams are going to be as far as the Eastern Conference playoff picture is concerned. We've known who they're going to be for a while now, it feels like. That gap between uh, the top eight and everybody else started to really widen, uh, I'd say, probably six weeks ago. So you look at the way things are shaking out right now, it's still the same situation, I think, even though maybe some people say in Washington's kind of the, the, the team that appears to be the you know, odds on second wild card, but even the case of the Capitals, wouldn't surprise you if they made a run come playoff time. Have you ever seen a situation where all eight are, you know, you could make a case that all eight of these teams could get hot enough to do what it takes to, to get to the uh, final and represent the Eastern Conference? No, oh, it's going to be... The playoffs, when this thing starts, when we finally find out who's going to play who, I think it's just going to be phenomenal hockey because it's going to be it's going to be a bludgeoning in the Eastern Conference. I mean, every series is going to be tough. The Washington Capitals are the weak link right now in in the in, in the Eastern Conference. They beat Tampa Bay the other night. Look great. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the team you're saying is the weak link. And, and, and who knows? Maybe right this second it's Tampa. I mean, the way they're playing, can you believe it? We're, we would say that Tampa Bay is the weak link out of the eight. I, I mean, that's how nuts the East is going to be. Nobody wants to play Tampa Bay. Nobody wants to play Washington. Washington won it just, what, three, four years mm-hmm. ago? We know that Washington can turn it on. We uh, Washington beat Bobrovsky in Columbus back in you know four years ago in that first round after being down 2 nothing in that series. So, yeah, you know, it, the East is going to be an absolute zoo. Yeah, Washington, the... People say they may be the weak link, and maybe it's because the goaltending can be unreliable at times. But all you got to do, if if all it takes is for a goalie to get hot, and then all of a sudden you maybe have the most dangerous team out there, uh, they aren't that far behind. Tampa Bay, George, from your perspective, do you think it is just a matter of those guys? Just they've done it two times before. They were a they were third place in the division last year, so it's not as if they need to finish first to get there. They've seen it before. Is it a matter of it just being a, a veteran team? They know what's at stake, and they're just they're just waiting for the playoffs. What do you, what's your take on that? That very well could be because that's exactly what happened last year when the when the Tampa Bay put players on long term. They knew they were in with the four teams in that. It was it's called, dangerous game to play. It is. But we were in the Central Division last year, those teams, right? And the four were guaranteed pretty much. Florida and, and, and Tampa and whoever else got Carolina. And Nashville got in. And Nashville got in. Those four were in. Tampa Bay knew it. 
um, and didn't really play all that well in the final month of the season. They're not playing very well right now. I do think this is different, though. Even though Tampa Bay knows they're in the playoffs, there's no way anybody's going to catch them. Um, they might be a little tired. They've played a lot of hockey, and we've always talked about this in basketball with, with LeBron James. Nobody's played more basketball over the past 15, 20 years than LeBron James. Every year he's playing into June, and then he starts up again in September with training camp. That's what Tampa Bay has had to do two years in a row now. They went all the way. They had the bubble thing in Toronto. With, with and unconventional been, calendars. Correct. And, and and then last year they had the, you know, the, the run deep. So... Um, they might not just have the legs, but I think when the uh, when the whistle blows on on the game one of the playoffs, I think we'll see the Tampa Bay Lightning back where they usually are. Yeah, if they're fatigued, they still have that savvy and that know how. The goaltending and exactly the goaltending of Vasilevsky, which is always dangerous. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. You can catch him there. You can find him on Twitter at George Richards. FloridaHockeyNow.com. Lots of great coverage, lots of great material there all the time. So go and check out Florida Hockey Now. George, thanks for stopping by the show. Well, thank you, Doug. Very nice being with you. Great to have you on board. Enjoy the game tonight. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now here with us. Coming up next here on the Panthers Insider Show, we will revisit a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast, which you can find at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you listen to your podcast. David Wilson from the Miami Herald was kind enough to stop by earlier this week back on Wednesday to talk all things Panthers. Some big picture stuff coming up on the other side of the break when we talk to David Wilson. Big thanks once again, as always, to George Richards for stopping by this segment. Doug Plagan here with you. It's the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 